You made it through the week, everybody. It's Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Good afternoon. We will start this beautiful Friday the same way we start every single day on the Colleen and Bradley Show with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. It's the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. And behind door number one, we have the first clip of more than one on Kanye West. He was on Kimmel last night, and I think he was on for like 20 minutes, and it was a wide-ranging interview. And it took some weird twists and turns. Um, one of those twists and turns involved... Uh, okay, so there's there's a couple things I want you to pay attention to in this clip of Kanye West with Jimmy Kimmel. He talks about being uh, a dad, and then the conversation shifts very quickly to looking at pornography. So just know that. There's a lot happening there. And let's listen. Do you feel like... Your attitude towards women has changed since having daughters? Nah, I still look at Pornhub and... (laughs) (laughs) What kind of stuff do you look at? What categories? Blacked is my favorite category. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to go into that. I mean, you can if you want. But. Okay, I mean, what's the point of being Kanye West if you can't? Let's break down the yeah, let's categories. Go um, <laughs> black on white, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mirroring your own self, your own situation. My own reality. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> okay, so now we know what Kanye West's favorite porn wow. categories are. Also, I just find that that exchange was entirely bizarre for the simple fact that the question was... Now that you have a daughter, has your attitude towards women changed at all? And it seems like with that question, I get that there was like, you know, it was a funny moment to talk about porn. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, whatever. If it was, I'm assuming it was a joke. But but in the joke, the answer to the question is, no, I still objectify women sexually. That's like the weird, unintended, perhaps... I'm going to be, you know, particularly generous, but I would assume that that was unintended, but that's the way it comes across. And just really weird that, like, when you're asked that question, your choice is to talk about porn. The other thing, can I just say, and and I'm interested because I know we have another clip, but what, like, Jimmy Kimmel so clearly loses control of the conversation right there, which you, I think we take for granted how much they know ahead of time what they're going to be interviewing about, what basically the answers are going to be in a way that allows the interviewer to like stay in control the whole time. And you hear Jimmy Kimmel just totally be like, oh, okay, I will go, what What are you doing, Kanye West? And then yeah. kind of allows for Kanye West to, to go off the rails. But, oh, man, that was awkward. Yeah. Not- for a number of reasons. All right. Next up. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. So uh, there's two clips that I wanted to play. So that was the first one. And then the other one is Kimmel talking about, or uh, I should say Kanye rather, talking to Kimmel about his wife's visit to the White House. Of course, you'll remember that uh, Kim Kardashian West went to the White House, talked to President Trump about uh, granting a pardon. And um, 
it's weird, though, that in that conversation, he goes back to this really uncomfortable place. I want you to listen to Kanye talking about Kim going to the White House. She's super passionate about it, and it was amazing for her to see that dream come true. Were you ever concerned about her being alone in the Oval Office with President Trump? (laughs) Well, he is a player. Um, um, so he basically, okay. What? I mean, I just, I think it's, this is what I find so interesting about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, honestly, is like, to your point prior, Bradley, Mm -hmm. like he is, it's almost like he wears the objectification of women sexually as a badge of honor. Yeah. And on Kim Kardashian's part, based on many things that she has said publicly in the past, et cetera, she, I think, sees that as a um, a display of her, like, liberation as a woman, right? That, like, she allows herself to be sexually objectified. Yeah, I think that's a generous application of thought and reason on the Kim Kardashian, but Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has said as much like, you know, I go, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm naked because that's like the most feminist thing you can do is be proud of your body. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're looking at it I mean, from two like different angles. Actually, much more valiant ways to be liberated. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, but just the notion that, you know, he's talking about like the reason that he would be worried about his wife going to the White House is because the president's a player. It's so bizarre. It's just the, the entire thing. Again, there there's obviously a lot of political stuff in there. There was a moment where, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it, but there are some other really salient moments which don't come often when you're sitting down listening to Kanye West um, that might encourage you to want to watch that entire exchange because it was just, it's rather eye-opening. A lot happened there. Yes. All right. On that note. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. And literally, I mean, on that note, um, I, I would like to take a little credit for the fact that the song Africa by Toto is having a serious moment, Bradley. And you and I have been playing that song on this show for like three plus years, uh, celebrating the rain, specifically in Minnesota. But you actually have been to Africa, so you can oh, yeah, celebrate, clearly, you yeah. can bless the rains. Yeah. Um, but... You know that Weezer did a cover mm-hmm. of Africa, and that has been actually it has been charted. This is the first time Weezer has charted in many years, and they made eighty nine on the Hot One Hundred chart. This is kind of a big deal, and it's all because of this Toto song. Well, somebody else had to get on in on the action, and it was one of Holly's favorites, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, so yeah. here he is getting in on the Toto Africa. Action. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Weird Al
that? Yeah, that is fun. And I wonder, it makes me wonder, like, is Toto, they must be making money off of all this. Like the fact that Weezer cut a cover, they must have had to give rights or whatever, right? Oh, I'm sure they did. And and what's interesting is, I, I don't know if you know this, that Turnabout being Fair Play, now Toto has released... A cover of a Weezer song. Something tells me that's not going to chart, probably. It probably won't. The song is Hashpipe. And to be perfectly fair, Hashpipe is not my favorite of all the Weezer catalog. But I'm kind of digging this thing that they've got going back and forth. Because they're totally scratching each other's backs. Like, Weezer was still beloved by people who loved Weezer. But Weezer wasn't known. Well, it was smart for Weezer because people have... I think there's much more of a cultural resonance with Toto, clearly because they've been able to climb the charts with the song. So they made a shrewd move. And I'm curious, like, what that backstory is. Like, how, who thought, let, let's do this? Well, I, I will tell you that it did start with fans. Um, they were Fans had been begging Weezer to do a cover of Africa for a while. Why? And then Africa trolled, or Africa, Weezer trolled the list or their fans by first putting out Rosanna. So oh, remember, hilarious. right before they, they put out... Uh, Africa, they put out a cover of their of Toto's song uh, um, Rosanna, and then and then they were like, okay, fine, here's the actual thing, and then they put out Africa, and people went bonkers. And did you even know this? I thought this was really interesting. I missed this entirely. That Urban Outfitters pressed an LP well, of Africa me. and only sold fifteen hundred, the and they sold out in like that's a like second. The most hipster thing ever. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, like, why would fans of Weezer want them to play an Africa song? I don't do. I, I don't get the sense that you ever um, were a Weezer fan at no, all. No, I don't were know you? anything about Weezer. Okay. Should I? Is that obvious? Well, I'm just saying that. No, not necessarily. What I'm, but Weezer is fans of Weezer. River Cuomo is like an incredibly talented musician. Yeah. And Weezer is an incredibly talented group of, of musicians and um, their music has been incredibly popular. And I think just the musicality of Africa, I, I just think it like made sense and, and everybody loves the song Africa and you hear it when you hear them play it. It sounds like almost identical to Toto playing it, yeah, no, but you realize cover. how beautiful that song is. It's just a good darn song. It is. Right? I mean, it's not the, the original, though. No, n- nothing is the original. Yeah. Should mm. we just listen to that? Do you want to listen to the original? Yeah. Can we? Um, I would love to. If we could bless the rains down in Africa. Um, we have a, a special place. Actually, I think I might be able to do it from in here. I was going to say, I think um, we might have special powers. Yeah, here. I will, I will uh, enact my special powers here. In just a moment, because we really just like to. Well, for those of you who don't know, for years we've actually been playing the rain. We, you know, the, the that part of um, Africa long before Weezer. Yeah, no, we before, did it first. Long before anybody was doing covers of Toto's Africa. Here we so. go. Oh wait, we, we there now we go. Why haven't we done our cover? Right? right. We 
This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese with a whole lot of dirt. Happy Friday, my friends. It is nice to be with you. Um, with you. I do have some news about our local girl, Gretchen Carlson. Oh. You know, Gretchen Carlson, of course, from Minnesota. She's from Anoka. She's a former Miss That's America. The Halloween capital of the world. It I don't is, know if you know this. It is, I do. It's the greatest Halloween parade. I already have it on my calendar. Oh, really? Mm, I think it's October 27th. I'll be there. Okay. I'm pumped. <laughs> um, but Gretchen Carlson said she will not have any part in any movies about her, is the story. And um, because- Meaning she won't like play along with like helping Nicole Kidman is going to play writing? her in an upcoming Roger Ailes movie. So she oh. wants no part of it. Yeah, she's not going to. Which presumably means she's like I'm not involved in deciding how they're going to portray me, so I don't want to be. And I think she's she's edges. got a serious non-disclosure agreement. Hmm, you know, I mean yeah. she still has that. She yeah. fights against them. She thinks they're mm-hmm. terrible. She doesn't think anybody should ever have one. Um, but there's a lot that she can't say. Mm-hmm. And so I think she, I think. Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Probably being part of a movie production about it is a no-no best. when well, it comes it to the non-disclosure. Opens her up too to a bunch of criticism like, you're just trying to make money off all this. Yeah. When you you would say you should be the she one making be able to money, make money off yeah, this because because you're the one who had to live it. For it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And even if you did have ask for anything, if it's your story, you're entitled to make money Thank off you. of it. If somebody else is going to be making money mm-hmm. off of it, someone mm-hmm. else is. You should be able to too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think um, Nicole Kidman playing her is pretty good though. I mean, I you know I I support Nicole Kidman 
in her endeavors. That was, that was a little I don't. I, well, I, no, it's more like I, I can't quite see it, I guess. I just, I'm not a huge, like, there are movies that I loved her in. Um, oh, see, I just loved Big Little Lies so much that mm-hmm. I, like, it renewed my adoration I for Nicole Kidman. You haven't seen Big Little Lies? No. Oh, man. I know. I can't believe he hasn't seen it You either. are a lucky soul because you you haven't you seen it. You have fresh eyes. Oh, I, I rationed it at the end. Did I was you? on maternity leave and I was watching it and I just was like... I can't believe I only have two episodes left. How many episodes? I, seven. Oh, that's it's not bad so at all. quick and easy. It is so good. I want to watch it again purely because I think that I just want to see there are I know there are things that I missed yeah. that I want to see again. It was so well done. And the scenery is just shockingly beautiful. It's just beautiful right. to watch. Wow. Big little eyes. Add it to the list. And you could watch there, you know, they shot the second one. Or at least they're shooting it. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck's divorce proceedings might be thrown out if they don't act fast. So um, apparently if you fail to take the appropriate steps in your case, the court may dismiss your case for delay Mm. in prosecution is what a document says. That's what the blast has on their um, divorce situation. You know, they were married for nearly 10 years before separating in 2015 and uh, Ben Affleck has moved on with a Saturday night live producer and they do have an amicable relationship. Yeah, you don't hear anything about them, do you? Uh, Jennifer Garner has said, we're definitely a modern family. We're doing really well. It has to be children first. You have no choice. It has to be. But if they don't actually take another step forward in the actual divorce, then it's going to be thrown out and they don't file again. I feel like I've been, and I, I, I won't speak for you, Elizabeth, but I, I think I know um, that there was a long time that we were holding out hope that the fact that this divorce wasn't, progressing i'm still holding out hope me too i think because i'm like oh, i know okay it's not gonna happen you guys i know i mean I he's know. dating someone else i think she's she's done with having him as one of the children i think that i think you he are was absolutely probably, i right. bet he was more maintenance than the children mm-hmm. and let me just let me just say to all the men out there all four of you who are listening to my talk 1071 right now mm-hmm. and i'm speaking particularly i think to heterosexual men simply because thank you for that that's the ones that i'm married to um <laughs> If you become one of the children, if you become more work than one of the children, mm-hmm. it is the least attractive thing that you can yeah, do it's for your wife. The kiss of death. It seriously yeah. is. Yeah. If it's like, if she's thinking like things would be easier without you, that is a bad sign. Yeah, it's not and a good that, position to be in. And that is, well, I bet it was well, like with Ben Affleck. Now, and you're adding in an addiction issue, which makes it very challenging. And that does, I mean, when you add in addiction, it does make that person much more work, Right. Well, you know, not only hard. that, but um, if you're taking care of your stuff, you're not really, you shouldn't be any work, right? I mean, other than the the requisite work that's required to maintain a relationship. I but, know. Yeah. But if you're not, yeah, then you got to I mean, I think that's his bigger problem is that he's just not capable of <clears throat> taking care of what needs to be taken care of. This is a really interesting story about Bill Murray. There's a photographer who says that Bill Murray slammed him against a door and poured a glass of water over him while what? he was taking photos of a band at a Massachusetts restaurant. The photographer's name is Peter Simon. Mm. Peter Simon happens to be the brother of Carly Simon. Oh, Mm. wow. Peter Simon says he was on assignment for the Martha's Vineyard Times at Lola's in Oak Bluffs on Wednesday when Murray accosted him, swore at him, and threatened him. A police report says Murray told police Simon was taking pictures of him, and the report says that Murray was visibly upset and said that Paul Simon was harassing him. No one was charged, and Bill Murray's entertainment lawyer hasn't replied. Here's the thing, Bill Murray, I get it. You just can't slam people up against walls and pour water on them. 
You yeah, can, if you're I, mad that they're taking pictures of you, you can be mad. Or, I mean, you can be mad that they're taking pictures of you, but you're also Bill Murray. I know. And you're Who out, seems you know, like he's usually so agreeable. I thought so. Well, that's the story, but I always wonder with him. He just seems like kind of a... Mm, Cranky? Well... He I mean, feels unpredictable to me. Yeah. That's fair. I, that's mm-hmm. probably fair. Mm-hmm. Like a little... A little fringy. Which I think... Most funny people, really funny people, are unpredictable. Well, and I would say, like, you know, how your greatest blessing can also be your greatest curse. Is not the truth. Or your biggest mm-hmm. asset is also your, you know, biggest weakness. True. Like, if he is... You should be running a t-shirt company right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but honestly, that, he, you know, I think his unpredictability is what makes him hilariously funny. Right. And can make him really funny in, you know, one-on-one situations, but also... That unpredictability can play the opposite way, too. So I don't know whether there's any truth to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also sort of feel like if you are a big name celebrity and you're out in public, I mean, what do I always yeah. say? You're always on camera. Just just generally don't do that. And but sometimes is... it's because you feel like you're somebody that you can do things not everybody else can. Yeah. Yeah. Demi Lovato left her rehab facility and flew to Chicago, but it's a doctor sanctioned trip just so you know good to know thank you elizabeth Thanks, reese elizabeth for bringing Benio. all of that dirt to the table today now when we come back we need a caller to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651-641-1071 30 seconds five questions we're gonna give you five pop culture questions to answer in 30 seconds to get them all right you'll win a prize on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom Bradley Trainer, and uh, we call this game our 30 second pop culture challenge. Oops. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Julie on the line. And Bradley, what is Julie playing for today? Julie is playing for a pair of movie passes to see Far From the Tree during its run of engagement at Landmark Lagoon in Uptown. Ooh. All right, Julie. The timer's going to start after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Celine Dion is from what country? Uh, Canada. The College Dropout is the debut album from which rap star? Kanye. Who wrote the Game of Thrones fantasy novel series? Who wrote Game of Thrones? Oh, I don't pass. Disneyland is in what state? California. Brothers Groucho, Harpo, and Chico have what last name? Mark. Who wrote the Game of Thrones series? Who wrote the series? Game of Thrones series? Nah, I don't know. Oh, come on, guess. Uh, oh, I'm Julie. so sorry, Julie, that you did not get that correct. Um, that was a tough one. Julie, Julie, Bobuli. I also Is love it... that she was clearly, she had a oh, phone ho- of friends al- alongside her. Well, I hope she did. If she did, though, they failed because they didn't know the answer to the question. Who wrote the Game of Thrones fantasy novel series? And the answer to that is George R.R. R. Martin. Yes. Oh, we play that game every day on the Colleen and Bradley show at 1230. And uh, when we're done with that, we move on to solve some mysteries. We do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, we got some hot goss Yay. today. Hot goss. That's Ew. right. Like Ryan Goss. Mm, could That's be. Hot. He has gold bond medicated powder. Yeah, you know. In my dreams. I'm doing a little of this. He's starring as Neil Armstrong in an upcoming movie about astronauts. Oh, a fictional account. That'll be interesting. Stop it. 
We're going to move on to our hot goss okay. courtesy of crazydaysandnights.net. Okay. This is a blind item website where we curate all of our blind items from. So let's do this first blind item. It has to do with an A-plus list, mostly movie actress, and also an actor. Mm. So an actor. We don't have a uh, letter specification for this actor. Well. Sub subpar one, mm, yeah, but okay. an A plus list, mostly movie actress, and you will figure it out when I read you this blind item. Okay. His career might be in the toilet right now, but his fetish for only dating women who look exactly like the A plus list, mostly movie actors who rejected him on a nearly weekly basis for almost two years continues. Our actor, who is also a comic, is probably getting a second chance again very soon, thanks to the streaming service that loves him, has a new girlfriend. He even makes her wear her hair like the actress. Mm. I wonder if he calls her by the name of the actress. Weird. Interesting. Like the A-plus mostly movie actress who rejected him on a a near weekly basis for almost two years. Okay, and this is a comic that is working closely with the streaming service. Yes. So presumably Netflix, because they have comics out the wazoo. And it is Netflix. It is Netflix. Um... And is this a co- okay. Jim Gaffigan? No, no. <laughs> is this a comic that is in a series on Netflix or has like a comedy special? This person has had both, I believe, oh. both on Netflix. And why don't we have a rating attached to him? Do you have any indication of where he sits in the pantheon of actors? Uh, you know, uh, or he, comedians for that matter. Well, his Netflix series is very popular. But I wouldn't necessarily oh. consider him A-list. Oh, I Jerry mean, Seinfeld? No. No, he's so. married, I think. Yes, oh, that's he right, is to married. That, like, yeah. child bride. Yeah, who writes cookbooks. <laughs> um, Jessica Seinfeld. That's her name. Yes. Now, think about this person. He had some controversy in his life late last year because uh, of his behavior. Was this a Me Too experience? Yes, this was a Me Too experience. Okay, so it's interesting because I was thinking Aziz Ansari, but that's Hulu. No, that's Netflix. Oh, it is. Is it Master Netflix? of None? Ah, uh, am and I right? Comic? Yes. Okay, so You're okay, right. so it's Aziz Ansari. But who is the A plus list person who rejected him? Do we have to get get up with that one? Yes. Now Ugh. this person has been linked to the A plus list, mostly movie actress in the tabloids a couple of years ago, back in 2016. A plus list. Oh well, I'm looking at his girlfriend. Who, who does looks she look like? like um, oh God, who is that actress? That one lady. Oh, her. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. No. no, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, you're gonna know the name. She's very popular. Uh, is she an Emma? No, she's not an Emma. She is a woman who has won an Oscar, and she is known for being mm, Anne Hathaway. No, she's not Anne Hathaway. But you're getting you're getting close. You're in the right ballpark. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true, though. Oh, she kind of looks, if you Google okay. Aziz Ansari girlfriend, I will you'll do see. That. All right. Let me fill in the blank for you. Okay. Aziz Ansari's career might be in the toilet right now, but his fetish for only dating women who look exactly like Jennifer Lawrence, who nearly rejected him on a weekly basis for almost two years, continues. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Aziz, who is uh, getting a second chance again very soon, thanks to Netflix. He loves his new girlfriend. He even makes her wear her hair like Jennifer Lawrence. Weird. Awkward. It's like the movie Vertigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Moving on. 
All right, let's move on to a former A-list, mostly television actress from a very hit, very long-running, now-defunct network show. She's a writer, producer, and actress. And also, we have to think about a former A-list comedian now disgraced. So two people Mm -hmm, in this blind item, here it is. This former A-list, mostly television actress from a very hit, very long-running, now-defunct network show turned writer, producer, actress, and reality judge. She's very multi-talented. Jeez, Louise. I calm know. down. Take a break. Whew. She walked out on one of the press availabilities yesterday when the reporter asked her about her continued support and under-the-table employment of a former A-list comedian now disgraced. Mm. Well, I mean, Bill Cosby? New. No. Oh. Former A-list comedian. Now disgraced. Is this another Me Too experience? Yes, this is another Me Too experience. Is this a Louis C.K. experience? Yes, this is a Louis C.K. experience. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Former A-list, mostly television actress from a very hit, very long-running, now defunct network show turned right... Okay, I've got... I know this one. Yes, you do. Because this person has uh, spoken out in support of him, and I cannot... It's like it's out... I can... It's floating in my brain area. I'm going to give you a hint. And I can't grab it. She has worked with Aziz Ansari, the subject of our previous blind item in the past. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're correct. What's and name? it is... Um, oh. Okay. Um, deep breath. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler. Yeah. Ding. Yes. Dang. Yes. All right. Thank Here, you. Let me fill in the blank for you. Amy Poehler walked out on a one-on-one press availability yesterday when the reporter asked Amy Poehler about her continued support and under-the-table employment of Louis C.K. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. I, that surprises me that she walked out. Amy Poehler strikes me as the type of person who would have an, who would be unashamed and have an answer at the ready. Maybe that's what she wants you to think. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, what do we know? Nothing is real and everyone smokes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's always, you're always, you always stand for, some, I shouldn't say you always, but it is not uncommon to see celebrities stand up for something and then maybe not want to stand up for it when it's like right in their own backyard. Yeah. So this is not necessarily the most shocking. Do we have any more, Halls? Yeah. Okay, let's do one more. Now, we're going to take a turn into the world of politics for this next blind item. Okay. Juicy, salacious blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Yes. I hate to do this to you, but I'm, there's just like some breaking news, which I thought I would share. Please. Did you see this story about Bethany Frankel's on and off again boyfriend? No, what happened? Found dead in Trump <gasps> Tower. What? Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I didn't. That's all right. Um, it. It looks like it just broke 14 minutes ago. Yikes. I got a heads up via the Twitters from Lisa on Twitter. Thank you. And then I just Googled it. And from the New York Post, it says Dennis or excuse me, Real Housewives is New York star. Bethany Frankel's on again, off again. Boyfriend was found dead in his Trump Tower pad Friday of suspected overdose. Dennis Shields had asked his assistant to administer Narcan around 9 a.m., believing that he was overdosing on prescription pills. But he lost consciousness before the medication used to reverse opioid oh. overdoses kicked in. Mm. Oh, that's terrible. So we'll continue to follow that. Oh, yeah. No, that's just shocking. And nonetheless, sorry to take us in a left turn, but sometimes news requires. Okay. Well, we will save that political blind item for another day, Holly.
That Shall is we? all right. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show each Friday, we check in with a Google Trends expert to see what you've been Googling all week long. And uh, we will check in with her after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. Every Friday at this time, we like to check in with our friend Molly from Google to find out what you all have been Googling all week long on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, here is our Google Trends expert. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing very well, and I hope you are, too. Thanks for having me. Well, the first thing uh, that that was trending this week that we did talk about and we're very curious about, and I'm curious to hear how people were engaging Google when they were searching around the Oscars. Yes. And I guess you could say that this was a popular trend this week Mm. because the buzz was really around the new category that they announced called Achievement in Popular Film. Now, this sparked a lot of questions in terms of what happened on the Internet and kind of what we saw people respond. And really, no one really fully knows what that's going to mean. How does a film qualify to be a popular film? You know, does the the fact that it's popular mean that it also can't be the best picture? I'm curious to see how this all pans out. Yeah, there's so many questions like you alluded to, and I'm sure that's what a lot of people were, you know, heading to the Google box to find out. It seems like we've still got some details to be revealed. Definitely. And as with anything in the Oscars, people are kind of curious about the voting process in general, not just for this category. So we definitely saw a few trending questions around, like, how do best picture nominations work? How does Oscar voting work? So people kind of want to know how the sausage gets made, and especially as it pertains to this new category. And we'll all just have to see. But it could be kind of nice because I know a lot of people feel like when they watch the Oscars, they haven't seen 75% of the movies. So maybe this will help with viewership, help it be a little bit more broadly applicable. We'll have to see. But one that we saw trend a lot this week. Well, it seems like they are trying to make some decisions that will make the telecast still relevant. Because in addition to that extra category that they uh, added, they, they made some some tweaks and changes that they're hoping will make the telecast shorter. Yeah. Meaning it will be three hours, which Bradley and I didn't think sounded very short. (laughs) Definitely not very short. Still probably one of the longest things that you can watch on TV outside of sports, but Hey, they're trying. That's true. Hey Molly. So I did not know this story. I'm curious to learn the details of why NFL male cheerleaders trended this week on Google. Yeah, this was a really heartwarming one and one that I really like to see because I thought it was one that really indicates that these days you can pretty much do whatever you set your mind to, which is excellent. The NFL kicked off this week, and what's really exciting is that for the first time, two of the teams, the L.A. Rams and the New Orleans Saints, are going to have male cheerleaders on their squad performing directly alongside their female counterparts. So we saw a lot of interviews with those new cheerleaders, which is really exciting, and I enjoyed watching them. You know, that is really interesting because, you know, cheerleading to me is a fascinating sport um, because, you know, you've got your, you know, regular like your school cheerleaders, which, you know, my at my school didn't 
it took some skill, but it wasn't like the competitive cheerleaders that you see going to yeah. major competitions. Mm-hmm. And, and they all include male cheerleaders or typically it's not uncommon to see male cheerleaders, but it seems like once you go from, you know, being competitive to doing it as a, as a career, um, the men don't get, don't get to, uh, don't get to participate anymore. So this is really exciting news. Definitely, and you made a really interesting point because you're so right. You see that a lot, and a couple of the different football teams have what they call stuntmen that help with some of the more acrobatic moves, but this is the first time that they're like really fully members of the squad that will do the same exact choreography, and what I really liked about this story is that so the two cheerleaders on the Rams, their name are Quentin Perrin and Napoleon Ginnies, and they're both classically trained dancers, and seeing them succeed actually inspired Jesse Hernandez, who has since joined the cheerleaders leading team for the saints so that was really nice to see as well yeah Yeah, oh i love this i love this and finally uh crocs were trending this week and not because they're uh turning into some sort of footwear favorite (laughs) right although you know i would be surprised frankly it seems like a lot of people hold them in pretty high esteem because the reason that they were trending this week is that people had mistakenly thought that they were going out of business. The company had released a statement saying that they were shutting down their manufacturing facilities in Mexico and in Italy, and they didn't necessarily follow that up with any plans to reveal how they are going to be doing their manufacturing. Mm. So that, in conjunction with the fact that they're going to have a leadership change in their CFO position, got people wondering whether they were shutting down for good. And it seems like a lot of people felt pretty passionate about that because we saw a lot of searches around it but you know they're sticking around they just haven't necessarily said how they're going to continue to manufacture but i don't know how i feel about crocs still being a thing but it seems like they are it's just disturbing (laughs) were people were people like using google within a mad dash to like get the last crocs or something or how were people engaging google around this they really just wanted more clear information, and mm. the top trending question that we saw was, is Crocs really closing? And I think if the answer to that had been yes, it might have inspired that mad dash, mm-hmm. but it seems like they are safe for the time being. They're like the Zubas of the uh, of the new millennium. <laughs> Absolutely. That is a great way to put it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Molly, for, Thanks, Molly. Uh, for letting us know what was trending on Google. We'll talk to you next week. I will talk to you then. Thank you again, and have a great weekend. You too. So, uh, Bradley, with the news that Crocs might be going away. So, to her point, what they're actually doing is closing all of their factories. So, they have no manufacturer Mm -hmm. right now of Mm -hmm. Crocs. And um, they've had, as she said, some leadership uh, resignations. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not sure where people are going to make those Crocs. (laughs) But... um, I can't believe that that was still a thing. Like, I thought we had already moved on from Crocs a long time ago. You still wear them, I think. Don't you? I don't think I have any. You said that you, because we used to always... I used to have outside, like, you know, by by the back door Crocs. I wish I could find them, honestly, because they are handy shoes. My husband has them. But, you know, Crocs, you're thinking of the classic Crocs clog. You have to really be careful when you say all those words. The classic Crocs clog. Yeah. And that is one of the types of shoes that they make. Mm -hmm. But they have other shoes that are not as unsightly. Do Um, they? Oh, yeah, they do. Like what? They have like real sold shoes. Like. um, And they're cute is what you're trying to say? I mean, they're not as ugly as the clogs. Uh 
I'm just saying. Anyway, so the moral I get of the, it. Those Crocs need to go away. The moral of the story is that um, I could not be happier to see the backs uh-huh. uh, of Crocs. Walking frankly. away that is from a trend you. that needs to go bye-bye. But what's uh, fascinating, though, is you have to be careful. Like, even if Crocs totally disappear from the planet, there is a chance that those Crocs could come back. Because, I don't know if you know this, there are some other trends which have long since died and then somehow been resurrected. Mm-hmm. Like the fanny pack. We saw that a few years ago. Yeah, the fanny pack has made a comeback. People were all excited about that. Um, uh, mom jeans. Yeah. Um, bell bottoms. We've seen those. We've seen jelly yeah, those shoes have come since back. since gone away again. And I'm hoping against hope that bootcut jeans have uh, since bit the dust and won't make a comeback. Oh, I think they're coming back. I know. But like all things, they will inevitably come back. And I actually bought something from a trend that used to be a thing and then it wasn't a thing. And now it's a thing again. And I can't believe I actually did it. Oh, we should talk about it when we okay. Come back. Bradley's going to tell us what that old trend turned new trend again is that he purchased when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1.